How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Inside Jokes, the Valentine's Day slash family edition, because I like to have editions. And the Valentine's Day part, Day part is my love for my guests today. And the family edition is they're part of the chorus family as part of uh, our radio stations. People have influenced me, coached me, mentored me along the way. And I am blessed to have them. And I never want to sound like a Jimmy Fallon where I gush over every guest. But I have to gush. I'm so excited. Maureen Holloway's here. Hi. Hello, Mo. It's The gushing is working for Jimmy Fallon. I just want to point out. You know, it does? It Do you does work working? for him. Yeah, he's doing pretty well, don't is you he? think? Okay, so Mo is uh, part of our Brother Station Q107 Afternoon Drive Show with Mo. It's called Mo. the Mo Show. The Mo Show. With Mo. I know. And I'm skulls. so far. How's my interview? How's my interviewing skills so it's far? Great. It's great. I got great. it all wrong. Oh, we got somebody else coming in as we speak. Another one. Uh, who is our uh, morning John fellow? John Oakley, as I live and breathe. John Oakley, morning fella here at AM640. Is that the official? Am I getting everybody's titles wrong? Do we have titles? I don't have a title. The morning show. Do you know how hard this is for me? Can we just read? I get my burst out into tears any minute trying to interview you guys. If, so I John have, Oakley. if, if we have a title, I want mine to be Dame. <laughs> I think that's a good time. Dame Mo. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hot dames. The reason I brought you guys in, of course, Family Day Edition. You're part of the Chorus family. You also have a history uh, in comedy. And, of course, uh, powerhouses in radio broadcasting in Canada. Not just at Chorus, but in Canada. John Oakley, um, you are uh, started in comedy. Talk a bit, little bit of how you started in comedy many years ago and how you brought it into radio. All right. Uh, let me see what I can make up here on the fly. <laughs> it was a case of uh, I was in Montreal at the time. I was actually mm-hmm. doing radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was uh, the festival that started, the Just for Laughs Festival, yes. was uh, in its formative years, let's mm-hmm. call it. And uh, the guys that were starting up the festival mm-hmm. uh, wanted to do a radio component to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I produced some shows there at the festival as well as the producing of the radio show that went across the country and interviewing a lot of people uh getting the tape the raw footage and so on and so forth uh i guess it was the original album that uh, they put out of their uh, comedy mm-hmm. performances that i also uh, produced wow and, uh, well yeah it was all you know very early on and uh, mm-hmm. started as uh wasn't the juggernaut it is now but at the time Still. and then just in collusion with that started a club with a friend at a, a bar downtown in montreal in montreal right on bishop street and uh because of the access through the festival mm-hmm. there were a lot of people that uh, you know wanted to come through and uh, showcase for the festival. During the festival, of course, it was like the place to go mm-hmm. for a lot of the people to showcase before they went onto the big stage at the galas or wherever. And so that was really uh, what I would say serendipitous. It was fortunate to have all of those things collude. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, uh, just to save money. And, uh, you know, I would go and host the shows and keep writing material every day to try to be relevant or current mm-hmm. and, you know, work around these acts. And then, you know, you're doing things on a Monday or a Tuesday, which is improv night or uh, sketch night and whatever. So there was a lot of different comedy streams coming together mm-hmm. at the same time. And we'd stay, you know, up for seven days. It was like around the clock. 
And so oh that was goodness. kind of my whole involvement in the um, the comedy scene there. And of course, just for laughs, one of the premier comedy festivals, not just in Canada but internationally now. Mm. So that was an integral part you played in that, and launched many many careers in just for laughs. Um, well, yeah, I would say I was more or less an adjunct. I was just uh, you know doing my my little bit on the side here. That mm-hmm. was the French festival really kickstarted the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That was the guy Gilbert Rozon came up with a French idea, mm-hmm. and then you know the English counterpart in Montreal because you got the two uh, parts of the equation: English French. Mm-hmm. It was a great marriage, and uh, it was fortunate too because there's a lot of government involvement in cultural industries too. You got to understand mm-hmm. that really gave the festival. Uh, a boost off the hop uh, because okay. it really supported the culture. Yes. Montreal's a festival town. Yes. Probably sure even more than a, it, it's a comedy town for clubs. Not so much. It's a festival town. Ditto yeah. for jazz. So, it, and thus it does well as a result. Maureen Holloway from the Mo Show at Q107, our brother station afternoons. Best known for the last word, of course. Um, you have a long history in radio, of course, as John does. Um, and, um, you're also from Montreal. Yeah. Don and I don't know each other from Montreal. No? No. You didn't cross paths back <laughs> no, then? No, oddly enough, no, we didn't. Uh, Maureen, also with TV, uh, Gemini nominated The Dish Show. I remember that fondly. And the Comedy so Network. <laughs> and uh, video releases for Flick, Life Network, gossip segments on Canada AM, and E! Now. And uh, so what role, so you did actual stand-up comedy. No, I never did stand-up. So what role did comedy play early on? Well, I didn't even want to get into comedy. I I, I actually got into radio. I didn't even want to get into radio. So oh, the wow. whole my whole career has been a horrible mistake. Um, <laughs> I wanted to get into advertising. I have a background in film studies, of all things, mm. and uh, wanted to get into advertising. Went back to school, went to Ryerson, got a summer job at what was then called CKFM. It was the biggest FM yes. station in the country. Mm-hmm. And I had a summer job there doing cottage country traffic. Wow. And in the fall, they offered me a full-time uh, job doing traffic, and I had no money. And I just thought, oh, you know what? This might be fun mm-hmm. for a while, not really thinking the long term. And so I, I was a traffic reporter for a few years. And along the way, because I'd be in with all these you know, big guys with big voices and <laughs> big egos, and I was just the traffic reporter. And then I would say a couple of things that would make all the big guys laugh. Wow. And that That's was tough to do. Sh- it's really tough to do yes. and kind of unexpected for everybody concerned. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, that was really fun. And I worked with a couple of co hosts. Actually, I, they weren't even, they were the hosts, and I yes. was just, you know, oh, one yes. of the lowly people, but they gave me opportunities, mm, including nice. a gossip thing that was called, the, uh, called Other People's Business. Yes. And that led to everything. And I found out I liked making people laugh. And I found mm-hmm. out that I could do that regu- regularly enough to make a living at it. And so all the television stuff came mm. afterwards, mm-hmm. but radio's always been Many there. Years. Well, we're going to talk with our special guests on our Chorus Family Day edition, John Oakley and Maureen Holloway. After the break, we're going to talk about comedy's role in radio, how to incorporate it, and how do you just keep fresh with it all. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. I'm Santa Carusi, back on Inside Jokes, our family day edition, Chorus Family. Vince, what are you laughing at? I'm just laughing at you. I love you. No airtime for you, because I got John Oakley and Maureen Holloway One sharp-dressed man, might I say. Yeah, I know. Yeah. On Tom's place. Man. Can we plug the sponsors, Why not? That's why I do it. <laughs> do you know why this is exciting? I'm very nervous, of course, mm. as you can imagine, good listenership, that I have these iconic members of the radio community and comedy in the studio, and this is like interviewing Oprah. 
This is like one of the girls from TMZ. Some really? John and I are wondering Oprah. which one. I think we together we're Oprah. Oprah. Oh, is that what Although it is? she's diminishing. Oprah. I hope so. She is. Yeah, she's, she's lost like 26 pounds, and the stock's really? gone through the roof. She owns part of Weight Watchers. It's a career-defining Oh, move. my gosh. Yeah. But see, that's the problem, because sometimes if you, you're watching Oprah and you don't know if you're in reruns, if it's current, because the weight <laughs> keeps fluctuating. I don't know which version of Oprah I'm getting. Do you think there's truth to the fact that, that fat equals funny? Uh, there's Great. partially some of that. It's a compensatory thing. You know, you try to make up for it in other ways. Because Melissa McCarthy's another funny yeah. person who's now lost weight. Well, not funny anymore, clearly. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. No, but that's Drew a good Carey point. Drew Carey had the same thing yeah. as a guy. And then he became a game show host. Yeah. He lost the funny. Yeah. You know, for women, too, I think that plays a big factor. It does. It's easier to laugh at a big woman. Yes. Yeah. Non-threatening. Than a glamorous one. Mm. You know, unless... I think, think it's sort of, sort of some deep Freudian thing where mm. if you're not, if you're less sexually attractive, it's easier to laugh with mm-hmm. you. I could write a thesis on it. Right. It's too deep for this moment right now. But I think there is definitely some sort of deep down mm-hmm. fear of beautiful women laughing at you if you're, you know. There's actually a word called, it's called vagina dentata. Mm. What? The, <laughs> yes, the va- vagina like with it. teeth. Va- mm. Vagina dentata. Yeah. I had that once. I got rid of it with an ointment really quick. <laughs> right. So what does it mean? It means it's usually done from like sort of a male perspective that the idea of a woman who's laughing is laughing at you in a sort of castrating fashion. Did you think we were going to go here today? I love you know what? this. This is such a family day conversation. Wow. I can't no, believe no. I, This is fantastic. Yeah. I was just John? thinking about the vagina without teeth and the punchline to the joke <laughs> after the guy surfaces. How could there be teeth when the gums are so bad? But I'm clear. So this is important. You guys are on the radio every day, Monday to Friday, four hours a piece. And you, and when talk radio, particularly where you don't stop down for music, how do you stay fresh and how do you keep it? Comedy, like comedians are in here all the time talking about how often you got to write material. How do you guys do it on your show, John Oakley? Well, it is relentless. And, uh, wow. you know, it's like the furnace you got to keep feeding, you know, keep the uh, the logs on a fire. That's the, the real, uh, especially getting up early in the morning to do mm-hmm. it. And you got to mm-hmm. sort of have your head wrapped around that. And there's a, a bunch of information keeps flooding in at that mm-hmm. hour. Yeah, it's, you know, like the Lucy sketch. Remember, she's trying to eat the chocolates with yes. Ethel. They're coming <laughs> off the thing. That, to Famous. me, yeah, well, no, that's yeah. that's the, the way I see it. And I don't know, staying fresh Wing in the it. moment. Yeah. You're in the moment. That's the only thing that's I can right. say. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the best you can do. You can't project too far forward. Even planning is a problem because then mm-hmm. you're not relevant. You know, you plan the night before, the stuff in the morning might already... Maureen's nodding you know, her head saying, yeah, yep, yep. yep. Well, you did morning radio forever. That's Forever. Both, and both. just started doing afternoons and off. And, and, you know, the music does help. But when, you, when you're doing talk radio, and I, I also do talk on your station on Friday afternoons with Jeff MacArthur, you have callers, you have listeners, you have guests. But when you're doing breaks between music, usually it's just you. Well, it's me and Skulls. Right. Who's the wind beneath my wings? But uh, and the thing about doing afternoons is, so I I plan my show and I sit down and I listen to what other people are talking about. And it's damn, they did it already. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get to here at three o'clock, it's like, okay, has everyone hashed the Gomeshi trail to death? Do I right. have anything else to add to it? Mm-hmm. And and so it's harder in some ways to stay mm-hmm. fresh in the afternoon. And I mean that physically as well as emotionally. Right? Do you ever what have you guys either? Uh, we'll talk about feeling panicked or feeling the pressure to be funny or even or topically you have to but just that pressure to be funny like I mean every day especially on uh, Q107 where it's a little levi- you have to levitate a little bit compared to let's say talk radio it may be funny yeah <laughs> mm. levitate so you may, may float you around have to the float. studio <laughs> yes 
He is the wind beneath your wings. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Harder, Look at this. Harder. I can't keep up with you guys. What's happening? You I'm, know, I'm falling apart. I think Let, the default position is talk about Gameshi, even if it's yeah. dated and irrelevant. Just the sheer joy of piling on right? would motivate me. Keep going. Just get in there and get your digs. Do you know what I find is interesting <laughs> about the, about the, talking about the mm. the trial is that uh, every man, more so than woman, but every guy that I've spoken to, everybody's got such strong opinions. Mm-hmm. But they almost all say, "I speak for all men." Mm. And no matter which way they, whether they think he's being framed or whether they think that he's a creep or guilty, yeah. it's like I speak for all men. It's yeah. pretty clear. We that have you to talk. Don't. Yeah, we have to talk about Gameshi because I can't have two radio icons without talking about him because he thought he was a radio icon. If he gets off on these charges, no pun intended, um, do you think radio somewhere someone's going to hire him back? And if so, really, what does that mean to all of us? <laughs> Even a, though it's public broadcasting. It's a really loaded question. Why don't you take this? I know. Give me some time no, I don't, here. I don't think so. <laughs> not, not, not in the immediate. Uh, you know, maybe there's a, a position somewhere in a small market in none of it. Uh, no, he's not getting back in anytime soon. I just think uh, despite whatever you think of the charges, whether they'll stick, mm-hmm. I think there's that credibility issue. The CBC mm-hmm. did fire him based on, you know, mm-hmm. when he dropped that lawsuit, unless he thought he had real good reason to hang in mm-hmm. and win that thing. I just think he's tainted for the foreseeable future. I think that there's an interesting point there. The CBC let him go, not not beca- not necessarily only because of the criminal charges that mm-hmm. were brought, but as, as uh, Janice Rubin, the lawyer who did the investigation into the workplace situation afterwards found, it was a toxic, toxic situation for a lot of reasons. He was mm-hmm. a bully. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was brutal to work yes. with and for. So, yes. this, you know, this was, you can separate this from, yes. from the trial. As yep. for him being rehired, I agree with John. I don't think he should be. But there may be an opportunistic station out there that would go, hey, you know yes. what? The guy's been, if he gets off, as you said, no reason why we can't hire him. In. And I hate to tell you, people will tune yes, in. Yes, I agree. We're going to talk more about this on the Chorus Edition, uh, Family Edition, with John Oakley and Maureen Holloway. I'm so giddy. I'm Santa Carisi on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio, AM 640. Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Inside Jokes, a very special edition, the love edition on Valentine's Day today because I'm in love with some of my mentors and coaches who, in both radio and comedy, actually. John Oakley, host here at AM640, John Oakley, and Maureen Holloway from the Mo Show of our brother station, Q107. We were talking about Gomeshi trial before the break, and the if he does not get charged... And he's a free agent. I mean, not, yeah, if sorry. He's, so he's already been charged. Charged, yeah. sentenced, <laughs> yes. and in jail. Or found guilty. Mm. Found guilty. Mm. See, this is good radio chops <laughs> to do this. You guys knew. Yeah. And I don't mind. Believe me, this mm. is all new. I usually hack my way through this with comics. So doing the big stuff, I never do. So Gameshi, there's got to be an independent station out there. He would be a good get. And it could you think create, so? Well, I'm not saying. I'm just throwing it out. You got to think about some independent stations who might say, you know, not the big broadcasters. They're not going to touch him. Yeah, C, right? you know what? I wouldn't even say that with absolute really? certainty. You never know. Would right? you listen? Or if it were this, if we're chorus hired him, would you quit? Oh, would you protest? You know what? I would have a problem. I would have a problem. Would you have a problem, John? I would. Yeah. Would you? Why? Well, I just think he's tainted. I think uh, right now there's still a cloud over the guy. Mm-hmm. And to the point that was made earlier, you know, where the CBC decided it was a toxic environment. Mm. I mean, you got to be careful. Maybe uh, it's not my position to make these decisions because mm-hmm. it's management, but uh, you want to keep as many of the cancers out of the system mm-hmm. as you can. It's just 
when they get into the culture, it's disruptive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, for that like, re- I completely agree yes. for that reason. But that there's no reason. That not, then you can start, you can pull back and say, well, if the guy is uh, exonerated, mm-hmm. you mm. know, if he's found to have been framed by these opportunistic women, mm-hmm. mm. then does he not deserve to be reinstated regardless of how? Oh, you know? but, but people will spend right. so much time, the tongue's wagging. Oh, right. They'll listen. They'll oh, listen. I hate well, to say they it. Might, they might. Notoriety does go a long mm-hmm. way these days. It's a freak show. It? Yeah. Well, in a way, yeah. You know, just to see what he'll do next or what his behavior. And the trick is, like, he would have some gonads to want to go back on air. What else is he going to do, though? Right. Moxie Moxie Fruit isn't going to get back together. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Reunion tour. Solo act. Right? Mm. It's all he knows. And, you know, regardless of what happens, the thing here is that he has been, his career is ruined. And he's known in England and the U.S. It's not like he can go go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Well, do women find him credible? I mean, that that would be the real litmus test. Would they feel comfortable working in an environment with a guy? You know what? Uh, A friend of mine was at a party, six women on the weekend. Mm. And those women were bashing these women. Like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And that's what kills me. It ki- rips me to shreds. It's women, violence against women, which it, they're the worst. Alleged. 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 Mm. Uh, uh, bashing these women oh, for making these accusations. Everyone's piling on, though. There are men. I've had listeners really? who have said, you know, in uh, Sharia law, they would be stoned to oh, death for accusing. I was like, oh, well, that's great. <laughs> yes. Right. There's, that's the path we should mm. take. That's, that's exactly the way. Yeah. Here's the thing. All I have to say about this, because I had to get this out. Any woman, which woman for fame or money would really do this to themselves. Like, to make this up? Really? Really? And I had a good friend of mine, Dina Demacos, who's a comedian who went on Facebook, she's been on this show, who talked about her own experience early on in her life with an abusive relationship and how she behaved to get this man's attention afterwards, after he mistreated her and abused her and blackmailed her for money. Um, and kind of to get uh, us and their thought process on how these women feel. And she got all this great feedback on social media. And and I think this is an issue that's never people are going to really understand. No. Um, we'll never know the absolute yeah. truth. No, I know. But Gameshi did keep letters for 13 yeah, that's years. Odd. Uh, uh, that's mm. A, mm. Mm. What do you think in there, <laughs> Mo Holloway? Well, no, come on, spit it out. Well, I don't know. That's a hell of a scrapbook he keeps. Right? It can't be just for the memories. Big ears, Teddy. John Oakley, what's uh, Big Ears Teddy saying about all this? I think he's a hoarder. That's all he is. He's a hoarder. <laughs> he's a collector. He's, he has got different issues as well. Yeah. I mean, I hate to see his attic. Right? Mm. Can you imagine what's up there? Mm. We have so much to talk to uh, talk with Mo Holloway and uh, Mr. John Oakley. Something was released here. I can't wait to talk about this. Michigan Senate passes bill outlawing, outlawing oral and anal sex. On family day, too. Yeah, well. Damn. <laughs> That's the families you attract, Caruzzi. Welcome to Sunday Nights at 8. It's been a long time since either of you one of you have seen Sunday Nights at 8 radio, okay? This is me cutting my vaginal, whatever you call them. Vagina dentata. Vagina dentata. Yeah. You know, I'm going to use that every week. You know oh, I hope right? not. Gonna That's going to be my title on radio. Santa Caruzzi, vagina dentata host of radio. Um, so, Lansing, Michigan. So, Flint, Michigan can't get their water situation in order. Right. But suddenly, we've got some people during their last session in Senate. The Michigan Senate passed a bill that effectively bans all forms of sodomy, anal, oral, gay, and non-gay, making the acts punishable by up to 15 years in prison. What happened? Like, Why all of a sudden? Like, right? Yeah. Well, there's got to be a problem before there's a law. That's the old exactly. adage from Lenny Bruce. They don't create a law unless there's a problem. Well, the passage of the bill is in spite of the U.S. Supreme Court's 203 uh-huh. ruling in Lawrence v. Texas declaring sodomy bans unconstitutional. 
So in an attempt to skirt the legal boundaries of the SCOTUS ruling, mm. Michigan encompasses these so-called sex crimes into the legislation on bestiality, as if the two are related in any way whatsoever. <laughs> well, look, here's the thing. <laughs> What I don't understand is why the sodomites get all the bad press. The folks from Gomorrah had to be involved in this as well. So true. It's the tale, tale of two cities. Yeah. Right? I mean, how can they escape? Yeah. Yeah. The Gomorians just get off scot free, don't they? And the sodomites are yeah. carrying the bad rap uh, in perpetuity. You know Forever. what I'm saying? <laughs> this is this is hard hitting subjects here on Inside Jokes on the family edition yeah. with some of my family members here at Chorus, John Oakley and Maureen Holloway. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM six forty. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes, and this is my giddy, exciting, very exciting show. With I know I keep going on about my coaches and mentors, but before I was launching the show, I spoke to both these people. John Oakley, um, morning host here at AM 640, uh, about the show and what direction I should go in, and uh, Mo Holloway, uh, Many years I've been listening to you. I Like when I started in radio, I was listening to you. And what I loved is how you brought comedy into radio and you started the last word, which really nobody had done before. And now here I am talking to you about the Michigan Senate law, <laughs> <laughs> which people will be in prison for violating these sex laws, bans against sodomy, anal, oral, gay and non-gay. Uh, John Oakley, before the break, you were saying what about Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, it's just the idea that there's sodomy on the books. Sodomy is yes. rooted in the Sodomites right. from Sodom and Gomorrah. But right. you never hear about the Gomorrahites. Right. They're not considered the perverse ones. It's the Sodomites who are. Isn't there a song called How Are Things in Gomorrah? No, sorry, that's Glockamora. Glockamora, yes. <laughs> okay. Where Glaucoma came from. Is that what right. it is in Ireland? Short-sighted people in Ireland. <laughs> in radio with the pros here. So tell me about Gomorrah, though. I don't know enough about it. Well, I can't it's, even comment. It's, it's biblical, John, tell us about Gomorrah, yeah, John. I, I hate to go back to the <laughs> Old Gomorrah. Testament. Well, don't you remember when uh, Lot was trying to uh, get out of this city that was condemned by the Lord? He was going to destroy it. Yes. And Lot said, well, just, you know, save it if I can find 20 honest men or people. Oh and uh, God said, okay, uh, go ahead. You got the afternoon to recruit. He couldn't come up with 20. Then Because they were really, they had devolved into all kinds of things. Like you've cited here, it's almost like uh, ancient time Michigan is what it is. But uh, so then he, I guess he got God down. He negotiated the five honest people. And if you turned around to look at what was happening as the city was being destroyed, you'd turn into a pillar of salt. What happened to his wife? Wow. Well, that's what happened because, in fact, I think David Steinberg used to do a bit on this where, you know, she'd be ragging. I'm saying, we didn't pack enough. Did you take this? Did you take that? (laughs) Finally, the punchline is Lot says to his wife, by the way, God told me to tell you to turn around. Go. Mm. So much humor do. in the Old Testament, eh? There was right? so much. Gosh. It's always a, a it's punch the big one. book of humor. <laughs> Set up and punch every time. There's so much. Actually, a lot of comics lately. Um, uh, we're talking Frank Spadone, Italian, and Angela Saruka's Greek. We're talking about was Jesus Greek or Italian, and mm. a lot of good material there really? you could come up with. Yeah. Oh. And then Maggie Casella talks about Jesus um, was Italian because he was a uh, tradesman. lots of good stuff all right so back sodom and gomorrah the reason we're talking about this is because michigan senate passes bill outlawing oral and anal sex did we flog this to death or is there more to talk about i think that's outlawed as well flogging Flogging. Mm. yeah 
flogging. I didn't know it was such a religious state, like, you know, because there's got to be that in the root of all this. Well, you know what? It's interesting because you brought up Flint, Michigan and their water yes. problem. So yeah. I think it's tied into plumbing. And in one case, <laughs> yeah, you can have your pipes cleaned and the other, your toilet snaked. That's going to be on a quote on the internet somewhere. (laughs) That's the whole enchilada. What else? What? So (laughs) let's talk about, no, sorry about that. Biggest comedic influence, John Oakley. Mm. Uh, A guy named Mort Saul. Oh, Oh, you've talked about him. I have. Mort uh, was almost, uh, you know, at ground zero when it came to stand-up comedy. In fact, the cliche in comedy clubs is the red brick wall. And uh, Mort had performed... This is going back to the 50s now, but I used to gather his albums as a, a kid, and it was very influential because wow. Woody Allen cited Mort Saul as his influence. No way. Yeah, and because he was very literate, and what he did was uh, he did monologues with the newspaper, mm-hmm. and he'd stand up at the Hungry Eye in San Francisco, a club that had only about 75 seats in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was very small and intimate, and he would rattle off that day's things that he found in the newspaper. And so he kept it contemporary. You Mm -hmm. know, every day he'd have to update his... The radio show, basically. Well, and and, in effect, that that was the way it worked. And uh, even, you know, in hosting the shows at the Comedy Club in Montreal, every show you've got to have new material Mm. if you want to stay fresh to yourself as much as anything, right? Mm. Uh, Some of the... The, the better bits you could recycle, but it also instilled the discipline in you to write constantly mm-hmm. every day, you know, and you're riffing on, and plus you're absorbing information and material that I'm just interested in as a rule. But Mort was the guy who started that, and his contemporary was a guy named Lenny Bruce. Yes. And so these guys sort of kicked open the comedy thing. Before yes. that, it was all vaudeville and, you know, uh, take my wife, please, and yes. a lot of my wife so ugly that. But they were doing monologues. Mm-hmm. They were monologists. And uh, I found that was very compelling. As I said, the influence on Woody Allen and other people, because they were also pretty, you know, very smart and literate comics mm-hmm. and things like that. It, uh, it wasn't really down market. Some of it might be considered highbrow, but it, it had a real appeal for me. The offshoot to that is years later, I did book Mort Saul in for a wow. show at the comedy That's festival cool. in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is he was on a bill with other people at the Club Soda. Which was oh yes right. I was still hosting great shows there. Yeah. Well, it is, and it's a good venue, but it's mm-hmm. it's a bar, it's a tavern. Right. And the offshoot is, picked Mort up at the airport, took him for the sound check. He was not pleased about. He thought because he'd come from a background of a lot of soft seaters, you know, theaters yes. and things like that, yes. and he was sharing the bill. Uh, this was beneath him. And, you know, in hindsight, probably should have judged that that he had a higher stature than some of the other comics, you know, that he was sharing the bill with, and he bolted. He mm-hmm. just left, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't know at the time. It was just an hour or so before the show, and Andy wow. Noman, Bruce Hills, and I went oh up to God. his room and knocked on the door, and he wasn't there. Mortified. Well, yeah. mortified, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had there left. You go. He skipped out on the gig. Oh, my God. And so it was kind of a bittersweet thing for me because yeah. he was a hero, and, uh, you know, I was really looking to him to perf- In fact, he was actually from Montreal originally, but moved to the States when he was a five-year-old. So it was almost a homecoming. There yes. were a lot of people who bought tickets oh, on the premise man. that this guy doesn't perform a whole lot in public or hadn't at the time and certainly not in Canada. It had been years. And so uh, there was a lot of... That's so and, diva. Why? Like, they well, should know better. Well, yeah. And that was a disappointment. But, yeah. you know, in hindsight, I'm sort of seeing his way too, or at least his perspective. He probably thought it was beneath him. So that was my takeaway from that. John Oakley talking about his comedic influence here on Inside Jokes. After the break, we'll be talking with Mo Holloway, who's also here on Who's Influenced Her. I'm Santa Carusi on the Family Edition on Talk Radio AM 640. 
This is Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. I'm Santa Carusi on a special edition of Inside Jokes. It's the Chorus Family Day edition. That's right, Vince. Every week is a special edition, producer Vince and Tom. They know that. Every week I got something. What a treat. Mo Holloway and John Oakley, who do live radio, of course, on the Mo Show Afternoon Drive on Q107, Maureen, and uh, the morning show here on AM640. And they're both getting a kick of... Uh, live to tape radio uh, because they have to do real radio grown-up radio and this is baby time on Sunday nights (laughs) recorded a couple of days early we're talking about comedic influences and Mort Saul for John Oakley and of course you recall Mort Saul as well uh, Maureen and I was trying to get a timing on it um, so it was before George Carlin oh yeah right yeah but no none of these guys influenced me I pride I wasn't uh, um, privy to their performances I mean George Mm -hmm. Carlin yes but for me, it was, it's weird because all the people, there were no stand-up female comedians. There was, mm. I mean, they were way older than me. There was Phyllis Diller and, right. and Joan, Joan Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. But they were a generation, and you know, and I met uh, uh, Phyllis Diller. I interviewed her early in wow. my career. The nicest woman in the world. Really? But, but like, you know, older than my mother. So this mm-hmm. is not somebody who would have influenced me, that, so, but they were comedic actresses. Well, Carol Burnett, but again, yes. someone of my mother's generation. There were no people working in and uh, stand up, or very few. That's right. And it was a real struggle. So it was not something I wanted to do. And I still. And you asked me earlier if I did stand up. I've never wanted to do stand up because you have to like hone your tight ten, right, John? You got to mm-hmm. have ten minutes of tight material, and you do it. And I have a lot of friends who are stand ups. You do it so that you kill, so you get the audience to laugh mm-hmm. at your jokes. But you're not necessarily laughing. Mm-hmm. It's more of a control thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, I would get bored doing the same material over and over so this radio mm-hmm. is wonderful because every day is a Fresh. whole new ball game so I, maybe comedic actresses i was maybe more influenced by mm-hmm. but i have to tell you that the people that made me laugh were men because they were the only ones out there that's a good point and it's then tina fey and amy poehler and all these people different. came later and mm-hmm. I, god i love them and and envy them and mm-hmm. admire them but they changed you know, the whole industry. They changed the whole, but that industry didn't exist when I started right. thinking that's a, of being funny. That's interesting because of the block in that generation of women mm-hmm. that you're talking about just never came through the ranks. Nope. And uh, and it's nice now, and through this studio, some great 30-year-old young women have come through here, and they've off to, Vince, off to L.A., like Steph Tolov, who won Canadian Comedy Award this year, uh, you know, Julia Ladkowitz, um, all kinds of young talent coming through, and they just, there's a mass exodus in comedy in this city, I've found, that they're all going to L.A. now. What do you think? And then coming back. And then the guests coming yeah. back. I mean, yes. they've always gone down right. to see if they can get gigs yeah. down there, playing the best friend on a sitcom. Mm. That seems to be for a lot of <laughs> a lot of comics trying to. And then they 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 spend a season down there and they come back. I, I wouldn't say there may be an exodus, but yeah. I think that they, 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 there's they an ebb and back. flow. Yeah. Our own Vince, actually, uh, went to L.A. for a few years, didn't you, Vince? Well, yes, it's a very different culture down there because it's kind of like a be funny now type of thing. As a graduate of Second City, it's a very different um, uh, educational process from taking Second City in Toronto versus taking Second City in Los Angeles. Second City in Los Angeles is like, you know, if you're not funny, you know, you're not going to get let on next week, essentially. That's how quick Mm -hmm. it can kind of skyrocket or a door can open for you. I'm not saying it's the biggest gig in the world, but it's not. Versus Toronto... It's more, let's develop the scene, let's develop the structure, let's develop the character, mm-hmm. and time by time, we'll get there. John Oakley. Yes. Dream dream gig or bucket list gig mm. do you have? Oh, I'm doing Besides it right doing now. doing it now. Yes. Okay, Poor no, cor- chorus management is not listening, Mr. Oakley. Mm. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the real gig. You know, no, what? like some freaky, I don't know. 
Late night show host? Not really. No. No, you know, I'm kind of content doing what I'm doing. Oh, I mean, that's awesome. I know. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's great to be able to do that. <laughs> okay, here, here's a question, John. Clear. If you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing? There well, you go. I don't know. I'd probably drive a Zamboni somewhere, uh, you know, in Kirkland Lake. I, <laughs> wow. You know, I can't answer that. It's just uh, a distillation of everything that I kind of accrued over the years yeah. you know the the, the time I, I spent in the comedy business uh, mm-hmm. you know even as a, the club operator with my partner there in Montreal mm. uh, that taught me a lot of lessons about business and mm-hmm. you know this is it uh, otherwise who knows I would have so lucky to be able to do that well yeah, yeah in a fashion because every day is a new challenge there's all this information confronting you mm-hmm. and I kind of like that that pace that built-in pace like Mo was saying you know if you prepare your 10 minutes and you're going over and over and over mm. it again same audience every night it's just stale I don't know mm-hmm. how they do it some guys they hang on to their stuff yes you know and 25 years later they're doing the same yeah. set yes. you can complete <sighs> the punchlines it's like right? hey, boy how do you stay alive that's a tough game. Gotta be like that shark. Keep moving forward, as Woody mm-hmm. Allen said. Otherwise, you die. And what yeah. we have here is a dead shock. <laughs> shock. Yeah. You got that, Mo Holloway. What? Same. You? Same. You know. It's yeah. I just kind of realized it just now. Yeah. Really. There really isn't anything else I'd rather be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, radio. I, I've done a lot of television, and you just keep coming back to radio because television is you get you're lucky if you get 13 episodes of mm-hmm. anything, and then and doesn't pay necessarily well, and your dreams are dashed, and you're bitter for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. That never happens to radio. Bitter is good. No. <laughs> bitter can be a motivating thing. Right? I love what I'm doing. Yes. Um, and I just hope I can uh, do it for as long as I'm able. And maybe both... maybe a little past, because that's yes. always fun. Oh, my God, she's losing it. <laughs> I, sw- I always want to bring emphasis to how difficult it is to what you're doing. You know, a lot of people, and of course, I say stand-up comedy is so difficult because you're on the spot. It's the toughest form of information. But live radio, it's a tough one. It you're is dealing tough. with callers, too. How about that? Well, that's that's comedy. Kind of, a, yeah. It's spontaneous. It can be. It's improvisational. There's no question. Right. It's like you know you're being handed an opening line of dialogue. Jesus. You know, blah 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 every time. So, yep. And you got to be gracious about it. You can't totally hammer them like you want to. Mm. Mo. Yeah, I know you got to be diplomatic. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mo, do you get guys going? You're on Q107. Shouldn't it be a guy thing? Like, do they? Actually, surprisingly, not. First of all, I've been on key for 15 years. That's right, that's right. I did, when I first started doing the afternoons, I did get a few people because I took over from Kim Mitchell. So Mm -hmm. I had a lot of Kim's hardcore fans going, what are you doing Mm there? And, you know, it was a justifiable question. Mm -hmm. That happens Um, to anybody replacing you. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, it helps it come come after Joanne, who's a Joanne Mm -hmm. Welder who's been there for a while. And and I think that certainly the rules of having a woman behind the mic, even on a rock station, uh, have, Mm -hmm. have changed. For the better, mm-hmm. for the past few years. Yeah. yeah, I've got, you know, hardcore guys who drive truck are like, Andy Mo, I love you. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's great. You know? That's good. And they hate me too, but that would be true no matter that's what everyone. kind of sex I am or am or not having. <laughs> there you go. On family, you made a great joke about the family day edition. You're going away for family day with your husband and two gay men, which means you're not having sex. No, I'm not with any of them. Best line. <laughs> Died. <laughs> I'm Santa Cruz on the Family Day Edition with John Oakley and Maureen Holloway. More after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 and HD Radio. Yay! Can I be cheesier? I'm Santa Cruz, Inside Jokes, Valentine's Day Edition. 
kind of because I don't have anyone, so I have my friends here. Is that (laughs) sad? Is that sad? It is. Yeah, but Valentine's Day is just the most overrated, isn't it? I love it. Mm. Hundred bucks for a dozen roses, double the price for dinner. Forget about it. Every day should be Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'd rather be with you people. Really, that's what I was thinking. Uh, No, but it is a big commercialized uh, Mm -hmm. reason, and it's one of the top selling uh, biggest holidays for uh, probably flowers. But in terms Mm. of what people spend. In total for it. Anyway. Mm. Uh, and But the family edition, because mm. we're like a family yes. in radio and mm. at chorus. Mm. Right? Yeah. What, Vince? <laughs> Tomorrow's family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in case it's Most. not. Because, you know, first comes love, right. and then comes, comes marriage. family. There you go. <laughs> Late night host, Mo Holloway. Who's your favorite? Oh, there's so many now. Yeah. Um. I think Jimmy Fallon's doing a really good job, but mm-hmm. I have to. I'm, it's like the Letterman Leno thing. I always was Letterman, so I'm always going to be Colbert versus Fallon. Uh, but I appreciate, and I love Jimmy Kimmel. I love. Haven't mm-hmm. checked out Samantha Bee's new show. Supposed to be really good. She says if you don't watch her, you're sexist. No, no, she doesn't. Hey. <laughs> yeah. She said like, if you don't watch her, mm. you're foolish. Which oh, okay. Yeah. It's almost like the Hillary Clinton argument there. Madeleine Albright saying, you know, uh, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. but I think Samantha B. From what I get yes. watching her all these years, she's she's beyond playing that card. Mm. You'll watch it because she's funny for sure. Yes, and funny is funny. It's exactly. got to be understood in that context. I would say, uh, well, obviously John Stewart. Yes. Who I knew, and in fact, here's what? a I plugged him into uh, Montreal before anybody knew who he was. Really? Yeah, at our club in Montreal. And uh, the one thing that impressed me about this guy is he was constantly writing. He was always yes. pretty much uh, compiling material. Had yes. the spiral notebook and just boom, boom, boom. He was a machine, mm-hmm. and it, that discipline stood him in good stead. I'm with Mo Letterman over Leno. That yes. was always my thing. Yes. And because uh, he was edgier, it was New York. But Fallon taking the show to New York, brilliant move. That really is, you know, there's a different comic sensibility there. Uh, That's a good point. Well, yeah, you know, if you listen audience. to my show, I yes. do make them on occasion. <laughs> You're the grand poobah of the 640. Oh, sure. Okay, you know how big this is to have you in here right now? Not really. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting about late night. So Samantha B is getting some good reports from the comedy world. And uh-huh. I think sometimes, you know, it's funny, comics sometimes want to get that approval from other comics. Uh, does it matter or not? I don't know. Um, but Jimmy Fallon, we talked about him earlier. So you think since he went to New York, that was a good move. Mm-hmm. He's not really a comic, though. Of course, he's an entertainer. Well, you know what? As I said, funny is funny. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they make you laugh, they're a yeah, comic. He's mm-hmm. a co- I would call him a comic. Good point. And Steve Colbert, some people say he's jumping the shark by doing this dancing thing when he comes out. Is that true? I haven't seen so? that. Yeah, is I don't that, know. I, I don't, I, that doesn't behoove him. Yeah. I don't think. I like Stephen Colbert because he's smart. And, yes, and brilliant. And and fearless. I don't know if I want dancing Stephen Colbert. Yeah, mm. right? He's he's trying to find his way. Back to, quickly, John Stewart, mm. when he did stand-up, because mm. I've never seen him do stand-up. Was he a political satirist? Oh, yeah, he did a yeah. lot of that. Yep, yep. Uh, okay. And I guess, you know, you could see very, very early on, uh, the guy was brighter than a lot of them, most of them, and yes. uh, he had the chops. I'm just waiting for Tom Green to make a comeback. What is that yes. all about? <laughs> yeah, like that, that powerhouse of comedy. Mm. Yeah, the least funny man on the planet. <laughs> Where is wow. he at? But you know what? If you if you want to be on this show, you know how quick I'd have it. Oh, of here. course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. You're saying that way, you're truly wow. a comic. You're gush shameless. Over him. Yeah. I'd gush yeah. over him. I yeah. always sure. want to do it That's here, on Green. the same billing as Gameshi. You had yeah. him on the same show. And you know what? We would, we would probably listen, too, shamelessly. <laughs> I would stick a mic in his face, oh, and I would my. bring my teddy bear in here, a talking teddy bear. All right. I'm Santa Cruz. What a blessing to have Mo Holloway and from Q107, the Mo Show. Please tune in. And uh, Mr. John Please. Oakley.
Uh, like you need me to plead my six <laughs> listeners, six point two listeners. <laughs> if they have a monitor, and John there Oakley, you go. what a treat to have John Oakley and Maureen Holloway on today's show. And you know, Ma- Maureen Holloway is a breast cancer survivor um, over ten years now, and she's a perfect example. She was a great uh, coach, a mentor to me when I was diagnosed back in uh, the spring of twenty fourteen with cancer, and. Um, you know, recently, uh, the comedy community in uh, the greater Toronto area, Southern Ontario, lost a member, Josh Haddon, who was 29 years old. He died of esophageal cancer. Uh, and in his final months and years, because um, he was diagnosed actually late 2014, he used comedy to help him heal and to cope with what he was dealing with. And I know all too much about that, Vince. Um, you, of course, are a survivor yourself. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't know that. You had throat cancer how many years ago now? 2009. Wow. And uh, and I'm just uh, in treatment myself right now, a brand new treatment called immunotherapy. I'm very lucky to be part of it. It's working very well. Um, But it's very sad to say bye to someone I didn't know, Josh Haddon, but uh, who died of a disease that uh, we fought and are fighting. And I just want to pay tribute to him um, as a community. I wish I knew him uh, before. I would have loved to have him on the show. Uh, But uh, he has lots and lots of material on YouTube. He wrote a book about it. And uh, just here's to you, Josh, that we're going to contribute or attribute this show to you. Um, So uh, our blessings and love go to his mother and his family and everybody in the community who know him. Uh, Vinny, uh, actually, Josh owned a comedy club in Windsor called the Comedy Quarry. Uh, we always like to promote uh, comedy clubs and uh, our live comedy, get everybody of our listeners out to watch live comedy. Vince, so what do we got going on with listings? Uh, listings for this upcoming week, uh, Alt Comedy Lounge at the Rivoli on Monday. Tuesday nights always is the new talent showcase at Yuck Yucks. Plus at the uh, Drake, Comedy at the Drake at the Underground at 8 o'clock, always an A-list lineup. Uh, Chuckle Court Comedy Bar on Wednesday nights. Dana Gould. Yes. Dana Gould so, will be on a three-day stint at Comedy Bar. Dana Gould, I interviewed him at Just for Laughs last year, and that's very exciting. He is brilliant. He has been around uh, as a writer in L.A. Uh, on many shows and starred in many, so he's a great one to go out and watch. Yeah, he'll be on a three-day stint from Thursday through Saturday. Uh, Comedy Bar always does Sunday Night Live. Yuck, yuck, Sandra, check this out. Yeah. Toronto Yuck, yucks, Rob Pugh. Ajak yeah. Yuck Yucks, Rob Bebnick, yeah. Mississauga Yuck Yucks, Rob Ross. They're all Robs. Yeah. But then you get to Vaughn and it's uh, it's Scott Falkenbridge. There you go. But all great comics. Uh, check out your Second City uh, weekly yeah. listings as well. Yeah. And our Comedy Rx. Okay, well, so it's Valentine's Day today, you lovers. And other strangers. Remember that show, Lovers and Other Strangers? Lovers, I remember. Is that still yes, yes, I don't yes, know. Yes. Um, Stranger Danger is good. Uh, if you want to get out and get a piece, you still have time. Um, I'm actually not here, but otherwise, you know, you could count on uh, Tom, our technical producer, for that. Uh, and tomorrow's family day, so have a good one. As our Comedy Rx, of course, it's all about me prescribing you some healing comedy. We got Richard Jenny. I talking about he's my great. Favorite. He's my talking favorite. about Valentine love and love radio. songs on the radio. Yeah, okay, how, it's how beautiful. Radio personalities love songs <laughs> on today. How quick is this? Love it. Thanks to uh, Tom, our technical producer, Vinny Bumbats Tedesco. I'm Santa Cruz, your host. Please check us out on iTunes uh, for past and current episodes. I'm Santa Cruz, and Talk Radio, AM 640. Now, what would you say is a good reason not to get married? I'd say the only disadvantage of falling in love is if you break up, it's kind of depressing. It is. I don't know about you, but if I break up, I can't listen to radio for about nine, ten years. Because <laughs> they have love songs on the radio. That's right. Every city in this country 
has a station on the radio whose whole purpose is to get lonely people to commit suicide. <laughs> Just when you're feeling better, you're in your car and there's some guy going, you're listening to nothing but love songs. No rock, no jazz, nothing but throw yourself off a goddamn building love songs. <laughs> And now for all you people who just broke up and are feeling bad, here's a song called You'll Be Alone the Rest of Your Goddamn Life. From the CD, you'll die in a puddle of your own piss in a welfare hospital. <laughs> so get out those suicide implements and start drinking heavily. As we play the most depressing love songs ever, starting with Phil Collins singing Against All Odds. <laughs> Eight million hours a day of love songs. And now here's a song dedicated to all you guys who ever had your woman accuse you of a really complicated plot. That not only didn't you do it, you weren't even mentally capable of thinking it up. Hey, uh, if you're listening in the car right now, sit back and relax. Close that garage door good and tight. Open wide and suck the big brown wind of death. Another twist out the light bulb. <laughs> Stick your head in the microwave. Love song. <laughs>